This is the Feminine Genius Podcast, a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. So today, friends, we have hit episode 100 of the Feminine Genius Podcast. And I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I, of course, I'm going to share a little bit about what this milestone means for this podcast, but I'm also going to be sharing some of the insights that many of you have shared. Of course, every week we have the opportunity to hear from a different feminine genius, and this time we get to hear from many of you, all of whom are feminine geniuses. So please stay tuned. It's going to be a fun 100th episode. said episode 100 to take from the great pope saint john paul ii who wrote the letter to women in 1995 as many of you know of course that is what this podcast is based upon i have to start with a word of thanks in the same way that he started his letter i have to start with my gratitude to everyone who has listened who has lent their support, who has lent their voice, who has shared with me such beautiful parts of their story and their feminine genius, but also some of the more vulnerable, difficult, challenging things. If nothing else, what this podcast has shown me is, first off, what it means to be a Catholic woman and the fact that there is no one right way to be a Catholic woman, but also the fact that our stories says so much about who we are, but ultimately who God has made us to be as Catholic women. And I'm so grateful to every single person who has come on to the show before this episode and all of those who will come on afterwards. What's been really funny is that I've been giving a lot of interviews recently, and the story of this podcast, of course, is a classic one that I share in many interviews about how this podcast came to be. What I've been sharing a little bit more recently is around the fact that this is not my first rodeo when it comes to podcasts. I think what's been so interesting is, as many of you know, I've been in love and very fascinated with this medium for a very long time. But the Feminine Genius Podcast, it came after about three or four failed podcast projects. Again, timelines are a little fuzzy. But all this to say that I had attempted to start podcasts. I'd always dreamed of having one. But for whatever reason, it just either wasn't the right time or whatever it was. There were different things that were contributing to the fact that those podcasts only went one, two, maybe three episodes at most. And then it kind of died. And this is not to say anything about those projects or the importance of the content and the work that went into it. But naturally, when it came time to start this podcast, I think you can imagine that I entered into it with a lot, and I mean a lot of apprehension, suspicion. And as I've shared many times before, I brought this back to the Lord and I gave him many reasons why I couldn't. But ultimately, he gave me the one thing that I could do, which was to trust him. 
whenever we're asked to trust someone, whether it's like regardless of what it is, right? It could be to start a podcast or a ministry, or it could be something very minute or very, very grand, whatever it might be. Trusting someone is hard, right? Because it requires a lot of vulnerability on our part. It requires us to open ourselves up to the unknown and uncertainty. And it's so interesting. I was reading something the other day where it was saying that the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certitude. And that really clicked something in me. And it brought me back to that moment where the Lord was presenting in his goodness and in his grace and mercy. He was presenting to me this opportunity to co-labor with him. And I wanted absolute certitude that I could make it to an episode 100 or that I could make something more out of it beyond what I had done maybe previously. And I think, of course, there's a lot in there where it requires an examination of conscience and why it is that we do the things that we do. What is at the heart of these God-given revelations? And when we take on these revelations, who is it that we're really serving through it? But this whole aspect or uncertitude, right? The Lord in that moment could not necessarily give that to me, but I had to have faith that he was going to bring me somewhere with it. And not necessarily fame or fortune or 101 episodes, but he did promise that there would be something beautiful that has come out of it. So now here we are about just a little over two years now of this podcast going, the Feminine Genius Podcast, and I can say without a doubt in my mind that it has been the most fruitful and fulfilling and beautiful journey that I have ever been on in my life. And I know that we kind of throw that around many times, but I am a firm belief that what the Lord has given to me through these women and in turn through all of you is far more than I could have ever expected. So again, I just come back to that word of gratitude. I'm, I'm realizing that I've spent seven minutes talking about gratitude and certitude and all of these things. But suffice it to say that getting here to 100 episodes, I, you know, for a very long time did not think was possible. And I think it really hit for me when I started planning out the fourth season, which we're currently in the middle of. I was booking guests and doing the interviews and, and working on edits with myself and my dear friend Teresa Ambat, who as you know created the funky music that starts off this podcast and she's helping me out with some of the edits so big shout out to her but just the fact that these things are falling into place and not only did he give me a hundred he gave me more than a hundred fold and isn't that what the Lord does right like when we open ourselves up when we give even the most tentative of yes, he comes back with something that is beyond our greatest expectation, something that our brains can't even fathom because it would absolutely blow our minds if we even caught like a fraction of a fraction of what it is that he wants to give us. So the seven minutes has turned into nine minutes of gratitude. So again, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for helping this podcast to become what it is today. And so as a way of shifting gears, what I wanted to do today was share a little bit more and give an opportunity for more voices to be on the podcast. Um, over 100 episodes, we've heard from, I believe it's over 80 women 
but I've had the great pleasure of, for the duration of four seasons, to talk to upwards of a hundred, if not more than a hundred women for this show. And you're going to hear the rest of these interviews that I did for this season as the weeks go on beyond this. Sometimes what happens is that I will uh, reach out to different women to come on to the show. And understandably, many times people get anxious or they get nervous behind a microphone and they kind of get worried about, okay, well, like, what do I say? Or they worry that they don't have enough to say. They don't have a theology degree or they don't have 500 plus followers on Instagram or whatever it might be. And I hope that through the different stories that have come through over the weeks and the months and the years now, that it's proven that you don't need to have a theology degree to have a feminine genius. You don't need to have more than 500, 1,000, 10,000 followers on Instagram. You don't need to be the greatest at TikToks or Reels or whatever it might be, right? There are so many different ways that the Lord is calling us to live out our authentic selves, to really live in our authentic feminine genius. And as a recent guest, Liv Harrison, said so, so well, that ultimately is a conversation with God. He is the one that will reveal that to us. And because of how society works and we have everything in the palm of our hands now, it is so easy to block out the voice of God in favor of everything else, like the fire hose that is social media and everything else happening around us. So we take our identity and we take facets of it from different places and different people and different accounts that we follow. But at the heart of it, what is God trying to say about our identity? So for this episode, what I've done instead of having interviews or a interview with a guest, I've reached out and I put this question out to many of you. What does it mean to live out your feminine genius? As you know, that's how I end off every single episode. It is not a complete Feminine Genius podcast episode without having that conversation with the guests about how they've seen their Feminine Genius grow. So you've heard how every week we talk about the different ways that, you know, through ministry, through family, through their relationships, their vocation, how God has helped them to flourish in their authentic feminine genius in their feminine identity so i put that forward to a lot of you and i received wonderful wonderful voice clips from some of you dear listeners and it's truly a gift to hear all of these things and just one reflection that i have after listening through some of these clips it's been really beautiful to see the common theme of service and being a witness of that service to other people as a part of our feminine genius. As we know, some of the beautiful traits that often is associated with a feminine genius are receptivity, sensitivity, generosity, and maternity. And what I love is that each of these women that you're about to hear from, they've really woven together all four of those under this beautiful umbrella of service. And it's not like a servant mentality. I I don't want you to hear me incorrectly. This is not to say that women are servants to men or servants to other people, but I think that there's a fine distinction to be made where you're not so much a servant, but you are always placing yourself at the service of others. And that really comes from a love of Christ and through that, a love of other. 
you're really making a gift of self as Joy Katigbach said a couple episodes ago, right? We talk about theology of the body, but really it's this theology of how we relate to one another, being a gift of ourselves to other people. We know that Jesus told us to love others the way that the Father loves us and ultimately even to love those who hate us, even those who we may not see eye to eye with, who we may have different views from. And especially in a time and place that we're in right now in society, it is so important to place ourselves even at the service of those people, right? Those people who we may not get along with. And I know that's hard because I struggle with that day in and day out. But what has been so beautiful as I've been reflecting on these reflections that these women have shared with me, seeing the real beauty of their feminine heart, what it means to give of themselves, to be generous, to exercise a maternal instinct even though they may not be married or they may not even be in a like a relationship discerning marriage, right? The different ways that they're able to open themselves up, to birth creation, to be sensitive to the needs of one another, and to be excellent in the God-given gifts that they've been given. So I'm going to make space now for them to speak and I'll catch you on the flip side. These are some beautiful reflections and I hope that you enjoy them as well. The question is, how do I live out my feminine genius? And I would say, honestly, I think there's a sense of creation that goes into my own poetry. It's like I tell people that I can't just write poems. They have to be birthed out of me. It's kind of weird. But yeah, I would say the act of creation that goes into writing poetry and the generosity that goes in giving birth to poetry and putting it out forth is probably how I live my feminine genius. I live out my feminine genius by learning how to listen and how to grow in gentleness as God's daughter. My best model is Mama Mary, who has shown me what this gentleness can be at its fullest. Our Lady teaches me how to listen and receive others with compassion in their most beautiful and vulnerable parts, most especially in their suffering, to be there in the joys and sadness, just as she has done for me. Mama Mary and the saints show me that in listening to others and giving their heart a safe place to open, God can use me as an instrument as he brings his healing hands in the places that he is needed the most. I live out my feminine genius today by being a model of excellence, sharing my God-given talents and gifts of art and calligraphy to share the word of God and the saints and inspire others to use their God-given talents to do the same in hopes of bringing others closer to Christ. Growing up, I've always been very in tune with the motherly aspect of my feminine genius. So. The part of me that desires to serve and care for and shelter my loved ones, my family, my friends. I love to cook for them, to actively listen to them. And also with the help of a lot of grace, I love to learn about their love languages and try my best to express that to them. What doesn't come as naturally to me is living in the truth of my daughterhood. You know, that's just kind of a chapter of my personal story that I'm still healing from. But the Lord has been so gracious and so merciful throughout the years. It's an aspect of my feminine genius that I'm slowly learning to live out and rest in. 
And in the season of winter, what I love to do is just wake up really early, walk my dog, and afterwards just be with the Lord in the snow. And at this point, you know, I'm fully bundled up. I have my snow pants. I don't feel cold at all. I love to sit down in a fresh blanket of snow and just stare at the sky, stare at the trees, and just appreciate creation and just be with the Lord there. Because in recent years, he has really shown me his love and mercy through snow. And so I love celebrating my daughterhood with him through that. I also love to seek out beauty in everything. So recently I've started to buy flowers just because or create more outside of the work that I do. I'm under 30, so I'm kind of in a biblical sense. I'm in, in the hidden years, the years that we never got to read about in the Bible of Jesus's life. So I'm reflecting more on that and what it means to live outside of the radar, so to speak and just share those quiet moments with the Lord. I also like to reflect on the visitation, specifically, you know, that moment when Mary rejoices in the truth that she is bearing the Son of God and without any hesitation runs right straight to Elizabeth. And so I like to reflect and think about what were the moments in my life when I did not hesitate to share my joy to share good news to other women, to other people. It's an image that I hold very tenderly because I think it's such a quintessential aspect of feminine genius, you know, that celebration of our womanhood, of our unique ability to bear, to carry, and to share that with other women, to share the beauty of that. I thought of many things. I thought of my work in theology, so the topic of women in theology. I thought of my research as a postdoctoral researcher. I thought of so many things. And then as I walked to the library, I saw this package that a friend of mine had asked me about and had ordered and sent to my house because she couldn't have it sent to Spain. And it's a children's Bible. And she had it sent here and it's wrapped up in this package and I've included the photo in this email. And it says, we are God's masterpieces. And that slight small moment, as so many small moments, spoke to me so much more than anything that I had thought of. And it's, I think, my best contribution to this world, to my friends, to those around me, is being there for them. It's in having these conversations that lead to all those moments that really make life worth it. It's basically being available for my friends, for even the smallest request of, can you receive this Bible for my son who is three years old and you know I want him to start learning how to pray. And of course she knew she could ask me that. And I, I love that she felt she could. And I think that's my best contribution to this world, being there for those that I love. I am so glad that I know the privilege it is to be a woman. And my friend, I pray that you'd know that deep in your bones too. One of the things I love is having long conversations to the point that sometimes I'm so focused on the person sharing their heart that I might be a little bit late to my next thing. But truly, I care so deeply about people feeling seen and heard and being cared for. Another thing I'm passionate about is living life to the fullest, but I've often wondered if my loud, extroverted self is too much while simultaneously feeling like I'm not enough. But my sensitivity as a woman allows me to embrace the both end and live in the tension of just being as authentic as possible 
while seeking refinement from my perfect and loving God. Ultimately, I live out my feminine genius by letting Jesus love me and letting his love overflow onto others without judging myself too harshly about whether or not I'm loving the right way. God gave me a heart that always has space to love more people. And I think I live out my feminine genius through this hospitality. By the grace of God, it has allowed for me to accept all people and situations, seeing the good in all things. Since 2019, I've been blessed to share this with the community at St. Michael's Cathedral Basilica as lay pastoral associate. God has made way for me to respond to the call of serving his church through spiritual motherhood. It has been such a gift to be a woman in the church, to work alongside holy men to bring people to Jesus. There's a different type of pastoral care that I am able to provide our people with that a priest is unable to naturally provide. As a feminine genius, I am able to have the mentality of everything else can wait. Everyone has somewhere to be, a place to go, but being present in the moment for my family, friendships, relationship, ministry, the stranger on the street is a witness of our faith, a gift to them that might have greater reward than we could ever imagine. Out of my relationship with God, as a young Catholic woman, I feel it is something God has placed on my heart to share the word of God, to share the goodness of God with other people. So I am constantly trying to live out my feminine genius by evangelizing. I make short reels and put these out on Instagram. And I also make IGTV episodes that I put out on Instagram so that other people can learn more about Christianity and the love of God and the goodness of God. I guess the most interesting way that I've recently started doing this is a show that is called The Fashion and Faith Show. I realize my fashion sense can coexist with my faith and love for God. And as a result, I am trying to share the same concept with other people around me. The way I live my feminine genius is by letting Mama Mary teach me. She has shown me my calling of spreading Marian devotion through art especially music and writing, and it has not always been an easy road to follow. In learning to accept that these are the gifts the Lord has given me, I am allowing her to help reveal how He intends to use them. While I'm taking the time right now to just grow deeper in relationship with our Lord, she continues to show me how I can share His love with those who are hurting. With the feminine intellect of empathy, she shows me how to help brothers and sisters struggling in their mental health. All in all, I'm allowing the original feminine genius show me how to live in faith. Wow, all of these beautiful reflections of what it means to live out the feminine genius. Again, really embodying this wonderful virtue of being at the service of one another is really following the example of Our Lady who, as John Paul II notes, is the original and highest expression of the feminine genius. It's been so wonderful to listen to these reflections, but also to receive many of your messages and responses to what it means to have a feminine genius, what it looks like in your own world. And I think one of the beautiful things that we are invited into is to really, again, co-labor with the Lord. So regardless of how you do that, regardless of how you share that feminine genius with other people, I hope you found some comfort over the past 100 episodes, these reflections that you've just heard, and of course, all of the episodes to come. 
So just as we close this episode, my thanks go to the following ladies that you have heard from today. They are Lorraine, Roseanne, Eula, Louisa, Mary Stella, Gabrielle, Melissa, Nyasha, and Christine. Thank you so much for taking the time to dig deep and pour out your hearts into these clips. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. We still have a whole season of the Feminine Genius Podcast lineup for you, so please stay tuned. Next week, we've got a brand new conversation. But until then, God bless, and we will catch you next time. You can listen to the Feminine Genius Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. And you can follow us on social media at FemGeniusPod. All of this information can be found on our home on the web, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. Again, thank you for sticking around for 100 episodes, and here is to many, many more. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless you always.